Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message from Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us on the web at vinelife.com or read our blog at inthecurrent.net. Well, good morning. How are you? Yeah. Don't you appreciate these guys? Just, wow. Um, it is good to be home, good to be back in Colorado. Um, I obviously was not here last week. I was, you know, just really suffering for the Lord in South Florida on the beach. And, you know, they need Jesus there too. So, you know, here am I, Lord, send me. So that's what we did. And no, actually, John Fitch and I, where, where's John? There he is over here. Um, we were down there just after a crazy few weeks with Rezound, just getting some rest. We were down there seeing his dad and um, just spent a little time away. And last Sunday morning, we went to a Haitian church in South Florida, and it was awesome. Um, these beautiful Haitians, French-speaking people. And, and John actually um, had the privilege of preaching last Sunday morning. And he did so good. You would have been so proud of John. Like he just brought it. And um, even when we were done, we were done. That He just had like a whole line of people that just wanted him to pray over them. It was beautiful. And it was awesome. And I was just like, like cheering him on and excited to be a part of it. So that was then. We were the only two white dudes in the room. And so it was, that was cool. It was fun. Um, but but it's it's good to be home. It's good to be with you. It's good to be celebrating the Christmas season. Yeah, yeah. isn't it? Do you guys make out your Christmas list yet? Do you have that? Is it done? Uh, yeah. No. Who's who's has yet? I mean, I would think that by now we all have our Christmas list completed. Um, is that even allowed as adults? Do we do we do that? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Got one. Does I I need to see a hand? Is this still done as a okay we make christmas list i i don't so much now megan and i aren't really gift people i don't know what that makes us but uh you know we communicate love and affection in other ways but gifts aren't our primary thing and but i do remember as a kid i used to make up my christmas list and that was always a little fun what i what i would do is um i remember when that jc penny catalog the christmas catalog would come in the mail remember this thing and towards the back, there was this toy section that was as thick as War and Peace. You know, that thing was massive. And I would go hide out in my room, and I would just check out all these amazing toys, you know. And I was just certain if I could get that and that and that and that, um, then my life would be fulfilled and so good. You know, my Red Rider BB gun. And I never shot my eye out, so there's that. And some of you just missed what I said, but you'll catch up. Because the movie will be on every day, all day, for the next three weeks. Anyway, uh, hold on. but I, I remember I, I loved G.I. Joe's, and I remember there was this, like, G.I. Joe aircraft carrier that, it was like as big as a house, you know, and that was like the one toy that I never got because it was as much as a car, and, uh, but, you know, I I'm, I'm used to make out the Christmas list, and that was, that was fun. I love this season season that we give gifts to each other. Not so much for the gifts that we get and receive, but this season, just we're always, we, we give pause to, to really think about and celebrate the ones that we love, yeah? So it's a, it's a fun season. I 
love seeing these Christmas lists. I, I saw, it's, oh, Jocelyn's not in here, so I can, I saw my youngest, Jocelyn, her, her Christmas list a couple of weeks ago. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen, you know. Her little eight-year-old handwriting and telling her mom and I what, what she wants, just made out like a little Excel spreadsheet. It's just all... <laughs> Oh, it was so cute, and it's amazing. Um, I, but again, I don't really do a, the Christmas list thing. And, and I think for my oldest daughter, Madeline, this is really frustrating uh, for her uh, because she's such a gift giver. And so she's been asking me for weeks, Dad, what do you want for Christmas? You know, uh, Or for your, for your birthday, because Christmas is also my birthday. So there's a little nugget for you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so maybe you can leave me a gift here at the church. No. No. <laughs> um, but she's been asking me, what do you want for Christmas? And honestly, I've, I've thought about it. She thinks I'm just messing with her and teasing her, but I, I really can't think of what I want. And anything that I would want, she can't afford it. So, <laughs> so you know, and and anything she could afford, I could go out and buy her like right now. So, but but I love the fact that she just has this desire, and she's such a giver, and she wants to give me gifts. And uh, and and I hope and I believe that she understands that it doesn't matter what she gives me as long as it's from her. Because I just love my daughters; they're so amazing, and um. I love that they have this desire to give their dad a gift, but, uh, man, they are <laughs> my gift, and it doesn't matter what they would give me. Um, it's just as long as it's from them, right? And I was thinking this week, I, w- I wonder how much of that is just very, uh, just a lot like my relationship with my Heavenly Father, you know? And do I have that type of heart towards him? Because he's so good. I mean, he's so good, and he gives his kids good gifts. But, but I wonder if I have that heart towards, towards my Heavenly Father, where I, where I can just say, Lord, it doesn't matter what you give me, and I, and I really have a heart of gratitude for everything that you give me. But at the end of the day, God, you and you alone are what I'm after. Yeah, and uh, I, I I remember my wife was Megan. She was telling me the story. By the way, her sister, my sister-in-law Carrie, is here with us this morning from Mexico, and she's awesome. So I'm so glad that she's here. Um, you'll see her afterwards because she looks almost just like my wife, and it's crazy. And anyway. Um, I remember she was telling me this story when she was in high school. Uh, she came home, and her and her dad were having this exchange between the two of them, and they were having this debate and arguing. And I, and I would just say that my father-in-law is just a beautiful guy, and he truly, truly has just grown into this amazing man who loves his daughters like very, very well. So, so proud of him. But th- that day... They were just having this exchange between the two of them, and he was making his case, as any father would, right? And going through his list and talking to his, his daughter about all that he's done for her and bought for her. And, and I wonder if, you know, 
you know, I wonder if you're the rest of your friends' dads, like, buy all these things for them, and I've bought you a car, and bought you this, and I bought you that, and man, and he was just, they were having that exchange going on, and, and, and she talked to me later that day, and just kind of a tough conversation, but it gave birth to just something really beautiful in their relationship, and she said to him, in honesty, and with tears in her eyes, she just said, Dad, I, I'm really grateful for what you buy me, and I really am grateful for what you've done. But all I've ever really wanted, Dad, was your love. You're really what I'm after. And to his credit, he, re- he received that, you know. He received that word from his daughter, and, and Megan says to me today that her, her dad just won't hang up the phone now without saying, I love you. And so I'm asking the Lord this week, Lord, you know, as you, my heavenly Father, how do I relate to you in, in this, this way? And to what degree am I uh, about seeking your face or your hand? You know, is, the, is it the things that you give me that, that drive me to pursue you? Is, is it the gifts that you've bestowed on me, the, the favor you give me, the platform you've handed me? Is that what keeps me chasing after you? Is it your hand or your face? Is it you that I want? Like, what, what are we really after here? What, what is it that's really driving us, you know? Do, do we come to the Father for the payoff, or, or is it his presence that we're really after, you know? Is it his gifts, or, or is it the giver himself that we're really pursuing? And that's what I've been thinking about this week. And, and I found this quote from John Piper. He says it this way. It's really good, and... Um, Let me read it for you. He says, The greatest adversary of love to God is not his enemies, but his gifts. And the most deadly appetites are not for the poison of evil, but for the simple pleasures of earth. For when these replace an appetite for God himself, the idolatry is scarcely recognizable and almost incurable. Wow. Wow. That's, I mean, that's a mouthful right there, is it not? And we've all seen what happens when that heart, when that spirit, when that attitude takes hold of a, of a person, especially as adults with parents. We've seen that in children from time to time. Never your own. It's usually someone else's kid, you know, and we're like, wow, <laughs> wow, that kid is spoiled to death, you know, and we, we've, we've heard that phrase and we've said that, wow, they're just really spoiled. They're just all about stuff and all about the toys, and man, do they even, like, they just don't get it. They don't see what's important. We've all seen that, but I, but I wonder how often we sit before the Lord, like David said, Psalms 139, Lord, search me. Like, what about me and you, God? And Lord, what's in, what's in my heart? Because, you know, I want to be a son of my father who is thankful, thankful for his gifts. But, man, when all is said and done, me, this is just what's in my heart these days. I just want to 
live this life before the Lord where I'm just surrendered to him and like there's nothing in me that he doesn't have and you know what I'm saying, yeah? I just want to be in this place where I'm going, Lord, I'm so grateful for your gifts. But I love you. I love you. And you can give me gifts or not. You can pour out or withhold for a season for whatever reason you would choose or desire, but this doesn't matter. I'm just chasing you, Lord, and I trust you, and you're the best gift I could ever receive. We find this play out in the Gospels. And uh, we see it in the book of John, chapter 6. I'll let you turn there and read this story together. And uh, I, I hadn't seen this story in, in quite some time. And so I was studying this idea. And I'm like, I was going, wow, there it is, right, right there with Jesus and his disciples. And then we, we'll see later. I mean, this, this kind of story, this idea, this, this has been playing itself out you know, since the beginning, really. But in John, chapter 6, verse 25, says this, when they found him on the other side, him being Jesus, of course, it says, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you were looking for me not because you saw the signs I perform, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. So it's not me you're after, you're just looking for another free meal. Essentially is what he's saying. The loaves, right? Um, Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? So again, okay, just, just tell me what to do. Tell me what, what, what the prayer is, the step is, the, the saying, the, the, what's the, the code here? What, what do I have to do? Just what do you want me to say to get another meal? And he's right in front of them, and they have him in their midst. And they're like, great, sweet, fruit, eternal life. Yeah, what do, what do you want me to do here? I'm kind of hungry. Just missed it. Verse 29, Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? See, they just just keep going with this, right? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, verse 32, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who, gave, who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Th- Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, 
And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the bread. Like we, we got to understand that. And I'm a good dad. I'm a good father. And I want you to be fed. I want you to be clothed. I want you to have good gifts and, and good things. But it's just all about me at the end of the day. And I'm right in front of you. And I am in your midst. And I'm the source See it, see it. And and he's just wanting them to get it. You guys got to get this. Come to me. It's about me. It's about me. Not what I give you. Right? And it's stunning. You find you have a group of people that had become so obsessed over and addicted to the gifts that he gave that it developed within their heart a a total disregard for the giver himself. Stunning really is. You go, wow, I would never do that. But do we? It's a total disregard for Jesus, a total disregard for his, his gifts. And we see this pattern play itself out over and over and over again throughout the scriptures. You, again, read through the Old Testament and the story of the Israelites and their journey and their relationship with the Father and what would happen almost every time, maybe not, not every time, but almost every time, what would happen? Their land would be parched, their throats were dry, and they would cry out and ask God for rain. They would, they would cry out to him, Lord, come and, and save us and, and rescue us. And we're, we're hungry, Lord. We need food. We need your hand. We need your blessing. We need your gifts. And, and God and his mercy would come and he would bring his reign and he would give them food and they would have their fill and he would you know bestow on them all of his gifts because he's a good dad and in a season of abundance is when they would turn their hearts from God see that's the real test for us as believers and I know some of you over the past couple years you've been tested you know some of us like relationally, financially, physically, there's been tests. And I know some of us, we just, we're in this place before the Father where you're like, Lord, the last couple of years, I've really been tested. But can I tell you, the real test comes in a season of blessing. The real test is in a season of abundance. The real test is when our, our bellies are full and we've had our fill and God has bestowed his gifts, gifts. And in that season, in that place, in that atmosphere, can we continue this pursuit of him? See, it's easy to remain thirsty when your throats are parched. easy. I'm thirsty, Lord. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul longs for you, God. But what about in the stream of water? What about in that season of blessing? Can we in that place go, Lord, so thankful that you've provided everything that I need and, and what you give and what you've done and what you're doing and this journey that we're on, but 
I'm still thirsty for more of you, not your gifts, but your face, your presence. As David said, one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And here's the king who has everything, but the one thing I want is you. Yeah? Why is this important? Why is this so important to Vine Life Church? You ask? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, because I believe as a community, and probably all of you personally, are just getting ready to come into a season of, of rain and blessing. Like right on the brink of it. How can you say that? Why do you say that? Well, let me tell you several things. Um, first, first is this. During the weekend of Resound, I had about five people, different people come up to me. And, and I really don't think that any of them know each other at all. I mean, as much as I can recall. It's about five different people. They came up to me and they all gave me the same word. And it went something like this. At Resound and Vine Life Church, you guys need to get ready because you're in for a ride. It's going to be wild. It's going to be great. It's going to be full of him. Right? But get ready. Like God's about to like, the cap's about to pop off here and there's about to be some real goodness in this place. It wasn't just those words that were given me. Graham Cook, who's, who's a known prophet in the body of Christ, he spoke this over this church and this people this, this last year. He said, increase is coming in this place. So he walked into the room. I was asking Ed about it. And he walked into the room and he turned to, I, I think it was Ed, and he said, wow, there's just a real, uh, there's just something of acceleration and increase happening here. Wow. And it wasn't just Ed, but there's been, over the last several years, we've had word after word after word just saying that this is what's coming, this is what's happening. So I can say to you guys, it's not something that's going to happen. It's already started, but it's just getting ready to increase in major ways. And it's something that's going to happen to you personally and something that's going to happen to us as a body where we're going to just go through the season where it's just more and more increase, more gifts, more favor, more stuff, more doors open. And you're like, there he goes preaching this like prosperity gospel. I, I want to tone down what I'm going to say here. That is not my heart at all. I don't believe in that stuff. I, that's just where I'm at. You may disagree, but I'm not talking about that. I'm strongly opposed to that but our dad is good and he loves to give good gifts to his kids and so we have just been in this place where what has been sown here what has been done here the groundwork that has been laid here like second chronicles seven fourteen says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and i will forgive their sin and i will heal their land and can i tell you at vine life church as a pastor i can tell you that this is true we have been diligent in this pursuit in major ways for some time now. And our dad is good. 
It also says in James 1, 17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He's the same, he's the same, he's good, he loves to give us gifts. Matthew seventeen eleven. if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? See, I've always known that he's good. I was raised to believe that he's good, and now I'm starting to see that he is good. And he just keeps revealing it to me. And it keeps getting better and it keeps increasing. And I have a hunch that it's not going to stop. But here's what he's after. Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. To strengthen those His heart is to strengthen those, to add to, to increase those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And so when you have a people who are like, God, we love you and you alone and you are our prize. You are the greatest gift that we could imagine. You are what we're after. In that place, when that becomes real in our hearts, he goes, awesome. And by the way, let me give you everything else. As we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. By the way, this is how good I am, kids. Let me just throw all these things and add them to you. That pursuit of his presence, that pursuit of his face, is something we've been diligent in for some time. And so now we're coming to a season where God is responding. He's, okay been asking for it, so here you go. And the real test for Vine Life Church, the real test for us as a people will be the the level of our pursuit of his presence and his face in a season of blessing. And may it never be said of us, may it never be said of us in this place, that we just became addicted to his gifts and enamored with the stuff that he bestows on us as his kids. But let it always be said of us at Vine Life Church that we're a people who have grateful hearts for all that he gives. But our one desire, our one pursuit is him. Just, just like the heart that I have for my daughter, Madeline. You know, it doesn't matter what you give me, as long as it's from you. It doesn't matter what you give me, Lord, as long as it's from you. And in this season where we celebrate the greatest gift, I just wonder if we can continue to do so with that in mind, yeah? See, this isn't something that's just not worked out and done in a, in a talk or a song, but it's something that we begin to journey with the Lord on. And He works in us and through us. We meet with those around us and, you know, we pray into these things. We challenge and encourage each other into these
these things. And as we're celebrating the season, as we're heading to a new year, let's do so with this in mind. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do is Luke's going to sing and um, just, I think, this perfect song that we've been singing here for a long time. The song Pursuit, yeah? It says, strip everything away till all I have is you. And I wonder this morning, maybe if we just didn't sing it, but we could just, this could be our prayer together as a family. Or we could just commit as we head into the new year, God, we're like we're after you, we're chasing you, we, we, we love you. Yeah? All right, let's stand. I'm going to pray for you, and, and then we're going to sing together, and then we'll go. God, thank you for this morning. Well, this season, the, this Christmas season, talk of gifts. We, we would just say together that the best gift we've ever had was the gift of knowing you and the gift of salvation. together, Lord, that you are our one desire, you are our pursuit, you're what we're living.